0: What is up, beautiful strangers?
1: Gorgeous. Gorgeous. You're gorgeous.
0: You're, you're radiant. radiant. You are. Yeah. You are. Uh, I f- totally forgot what <laughs> I was going to say. You know. we're, Welcome. we're starting
1: on a positive note. Yeah.
0: Welcome to the Strange Sessions. As always, I am Kurt, and I am joined by my moist co-host, Krista. Why am I moist? it's humid out.
1: Oh. In. That's gross. <laughs> You started on a high note, and then ended, and then just plunged plunged right right into the (laughs) darkness.
0: Some people just hate that word. I do. It's gross. I don't. It's not gross. I don't know. It's. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Anyway, um, (laughs) where are we going here with this?
1: Um, Hi. Hi. Complain
0: about the weather. It's Welcome been, to
1: spooky season.
0: It is spooky. It doesn't feel like no, spooky it season it's because been it's hot outside. It's, like
1: eighties and humid. It's here. been
0: like weirdly humid. Like the mornings are like cold, like fifties, but Global still humid. Warming. And climate it's, change. And it stinks.
1: Yeah, it does stink.
0: And then my rooms are hot at school, mm. and I'm just miserable.
1: It dry. It it blows my mind that schools don't have air conditioning. No, like and students why?
0: were pointing out that I was like sweating through my shirt yesterday because oh. I was chasing one of the students around the building all day.
1: If you should stop chasing students around, ah, uh,
0: it's part of my job. Oh, like you literally
1: of... had to chase him around the building.
0: No, he just needed a, a timeout, and he was very. It was like he had five energy drinks, but he oh. didn't. And it's so he everywhere we went, he would sit for one second. Then he'd be running around looking in doorways. And he's like, I want to see what's on the third floor. I want to see what's in the basement. Oh my so I was up all around. I'm, I'm losing weight. Kurt's though. getting his steps. I'm losing weight like crazy. But anyway, shout outs to our newest strangers. Uh, real
1: quick. If you don't want to sit through this. <laughs> before she forgets. we never remember to tell you this. If you're new to the show, you don't want to sit through this uh titillating 20 as we like to call it please check the show notes kurt will post when the actual topic starts okay go
0: yes he will i want to give shout outs to our we've only had two strangers join since <laughs> the last episode <laughs> and those are morgan howard jolly and diana lauber or lober i think it's lauber Lobber? but that being said i have a bunch of shout outs to do for my students okay because they found out about the podcast and a lot of them do listen to it and they're just
1: not cool enough to join the Facebook group?
0: They're not on Facebook yet. Oh. Yeah, because they're all like 11 years old. Oh, okay, good. So, <laughs> Stay off yeah. Facebook. Don't, don't even go on Facebook. Don't it even is bother a, with social media. Uh, seriously. It's a like cesspool of negative And then the stuff came out this week about what, like the whistleblower mm-hmm. with all, yeah. how bad Facebook really is.
1: Especially for kids. Yeah.
0: Like if I was not involved with a podcast, I probably wouldn't even use it. I 100% it.
1: wouldn't be on Facebook.
0: But if I forgot your name... And you're listening to this episode, tell me at school, and I will give you a shout out in a future episode because I meant to jot all these names down last night, and you know how that goes. So I was writing them into my notes app on my iPhone while I was driving down the highway wow, in, the fog in the fog on the way here today. Risking his life. Risking his life for shout outs. For shout outs for my students, but I love my students. <laughs> so I want to give shout outs to my morning students, Kiana, Olivia, Eliza, and Lucy. These are all girls, by the way. Like, they just, like, the boys are, uh, the (laughs) girls are just better. They're smarter.
1: Yes, (laughs) we are better and smarter. Thank you.
0: But yes, those are my morning students, Kiana, Olivia, Eliza, and Lucy. And a shout out to my afternoon students, my hallway group, Ayla, Juana, Rihanna, and Lorraine, and my other two that I think might listen, Emily and Bianca.
1: They all have the coolest names. They're all just
0: adorable. Like, I love these girls. And I'm, it's, this week was bad. Like, just like they, I tell them this all the time, but they keep me coming back mm-hmm. to this. Like, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them, and, you know, like the connection we have and how much I like care about them and how much they care about me. I don't I think I would probably just up and quit.
1: I'm so like blown away by the letters that they give you. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah. Like I share some of the letters that I get from students about how much I've helped them and stuff. And they literally it literally makes me like I get, I'm having already having a bad day. And then I go to my desk and there's one there and it just like makes me all teary. So, so it is a roller coaster. I don't get of notes like that at work. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> no, from... <laughs> It'd probably be I'll a little one. weird I'll put it if it I on did. Your desk there Thank you. No problem. Um, housekeeping. Uh, I don't know. I got some feedback about the EVP episode. People yeah. seem to really like the EVPs, and they were so really freaked awesome. out
1: by the last. one. Yes.
0: Well, some people heard that before because it was in an episode we've yes. done in the past. But some people have not heard that, and they're like, "Nope." Yeah. Uh, people. A lot of people like the breathing on the stairway one. I got some messages mm-hmm. from people. Um, so I'm glad you guys like that.
1: I'm partial to them all.
0: Yeah, I love them <laughs> all because we were there for all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh thank you again for everybody that's subscribing on coffee. Yeah,
1: that's uh, amazing. Hope you guys we are. We have liking... a monthly income now, and that we blows do, me away. Which is weird.
0: I'm hoping you guys are liking the episodes, the side the sessions. side sessions. Uh, Dash loved this last one. He messaged me yes. about the, the dice living. Mm-hmm. If you if you didn't hear the episode, it's about uh, a book that came out in the 70s called The Dice Man about a, a professor or a psychologist that decides he's going to use a six-sided dice to determine what he does every time he has a decision to make. And there's people that actually live like this. So the episode was about dice living, and it kind of could have been on The Strange Sessions because it's a little like randonauting, mm, where it's sure. using like like synchronicity or chance to take you out of your routine that you would normally do. But the universe still hasn't brought me a dice. Mm-hmm. Uh Dash said, what if a stranger sent you a dice? Would Ooh. that be the you? And I'm like, no, because you guys know. You know, like, but the boy, like, outside school with the throwing the dice up and down in his hand when he was standing by me, was kind of close. Yeah. So... Once I get a dice, I'm going to look into this whole dice living thing and use it to make some decisions. So glad you guys are liking the episode, the side sessions. Have you
1: been to any thrift stores? No, hmm.
0: not lately. Um, I'm looking for dice from a specific game from the 1970s. Wow. Because I remember having <laughs> this game when I was a kid in the 70s. And I remember it had red. Oh, no, the dice were multicolored. Like one was green, two was blue. It was the game Kismet. Hmm. But I remember, I remember having that as a it. kid, so I kinda want one of those dice.
1: Well, that might be a tough one. You yeah, that's asking the universe
0: for a lot. So Pretty specific. Yeah. Uh do we have any house any other housekeeping that we have to do?
1: No, but I promise I remember to turn on the video for the taste test today. <laughs> okay, sorry that we oh forgot gosh. it last time. We, we were, didn't have any bonus content at all last week, so no. I felt kind of bad about that. But we were kind of crunched for time, or not last week, the week before. We yeah. were crunched for time. You weren't even editing the episodes. No,
0: so. <laughs> no, because we recorded on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But then we went for an amazing meal right we after. Did. So, so good. Um, you don't have any housekeeping? No,
1: nope, I don't think so. Probably, but no. Okay. <laughs> As yeah, usual. I,
0: I can't think of anything. Um, we have a package from my dear cousin Shayna. Sweet. I have no idea what's in there. It could be a taste test, it could, could be, be. A, uh something for our hutch Ooh. or cabinet. Ooh, I am very tired today, listeners, so bear with me. I'm very tired and I've been having like allergies.
1: I think it is a taste test. It's Bigfoot poop. <laughs> Chocolate nut toffee. Oh, see. I'm foot, excited Bigfoot about poop. that. Yeah, Bigfoot poop. Oh, well, here's a car- card. Oh, Can I, I cannot up? eat it. Why? What kind Hazelnuts. of nuts? Hazelnuts.
0: Oh, that is for Krista.
1: So are you going to take a different taste test? Yes. Oh, look at this. That's a good one. That is it's awesome. It's a Bigfoot sticker. That is so cool. Mult- what does that say? Multinoma falls oregon and then we got a don't talk to strangers safety education and it's an alien oh my gosh these are <laughs> oh so my cute. gosh
0: that is awesome
1: more stuff for the whiteboard
0: so this is from my this is a card from my cousin Shayna. dear kurt and krista congratulations on your 100th podcast i meant to send something in for it but was traveling through oregon and washington this weekend Speaking of which, I made my BFF Courtney listen to the Bermuda Triangle and the Side Sessions previews episode, and you now have a new Strangers fan. Yay! Thank you so much, Courtney. Kurt, I'm so proud of you. Oh, your passion has turned into this amazing service and community for all who love strange things. Krista, you're a member of our family now, too. Aww. All of Kurt's cousins and their children listen to the podcast. The treat is for you. It has nuts. Sorry, Kurt. And more <laughs> decor for the seller to stay strange, Shayna, Kurt's cousin. Aww, oh, I love you, you Shayna. I love it. All of my cousins and their kids that listen to it. I love you guys, That's and so I never amazing. see you. I don't see you enough. You know, we used to get together for like holiday meals when my grandmother was still alive, oh, sure. but then since she passed away, we just don't anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I got to s- I got to see them more. So, I love you guys, and I miss you, and hopefully I can see you sometime soon. So thank you so much Shayna. Thank you for thank you. roping in a new stranger. Yes. And, and welcoming
1: me to your family. I'm honored.
0: And we will you can try the Bigfoot poop. Yeah,
1: so why don't you I'm going to get the camera set up. Okay. Why don't you search for a taste test for you to try? I'm just going to
0: reach into the Norwegian box okay. this time because we haven't had a Norwegian one I think since the
1: It's been a while. <laughs> since the thunder salt
0: incident. Mm-hmm. Okay. We uh, I, are see, the I right. see the light going. I see the light going. All right, Hi guys! I'm gonna open Big this
1: first, the Bigfoot poop, which I am ridiculously excited about because I love chocolate. I love toffee. Do you like hazelnuts? Love, love hazelnuts.
0: I cannot eat them. Whoa!
1: That was crazy.
0: Oh, it's a bigfoot. Oh foot. my
1: god! They're shaped in like the little. <laughs> they're like little.
0: Bigfoot scat.
1: Yeah, or they almost look like that. Looks like a print.
0: Yeah, it does. Like a
1: cast. Okay.
0: I don't real Bigfoot poop is as good as these are going to be. I
1: very much agree with you on that. Taking a picture of the Bigfoot scat. Okay.
0: I did tell my students, if you want to listen to a scary episode, listen to our listener st- or our personal experience mm-hmm. stories. Oh, but yeah. now I kind of regret that because I don't want them to be
1: freaked out by That'll that. That'll keep them up at night. Yes, it will. Okay, ready? This is weird, Me, just me doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh-oh, she said the ones that were taped together have nuts in them.
0: I don't think these are... We'll look.
1: Okay. Ready? Ready. Mm. Oh, my God. I wish you could eat those. This is so good. That sounds good. Mm. This is dangerous. I'm having a second one. Oh, my God. This is from Oregon? Yes. I mean, where else would you find Bigfoot poop? One more. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the ones she put Wow! Pink, I think the ones she put warnings on have nuts. I think these are just taped together to keep them together. I hope so. We'll find out.
1: <laughs> mm. Those are amazing. Out of ten? A hundred. I love chocolate. Crystal likes coffee. the Bigfoot poops. Yeah, they're almost like they remind me of a Heath Bar.
0: This this one I'm not so sure about. We're gonna see.
1: Okay. Better you than me. Do I have to taste it too? Yeah. Yeah, there's Dang two of it. them. I swear she said the ones taped together had nuts, but I just don't think it does. Mm, that I was so. I feel
0: like I would be able to see it. So what these are? It just—it's called Psst, Kick. It, it. it. She has, it says on the back, sea salt licorice. Oh boy. That's why I don't think that would have nuts in it. Like there's nothing about nuts.
1: I think <laughs> I just I, got caught on my thing. I think
0: these are probably taped together to keep them together so we could both try one.
1: I hope so. I can't read any of the ingredients. Well, I can see
0: glucose is sugar, mm-hmm. uh milk, sugar, I'm guessing is milk, milk chocolate. chocolate. Cocosol. I don't see anything that looks like a nut name.
1: I guess why would there be nuts in here?
0: Yeah. I'm willing to try it. Okay. <laughs> I like sea salt. I don't like licorice. Well let me take it. Oof. Break. That what, is black. Or <laughs> no, oh, man, but it is so black. It like
1: black licorice.
0: Okay, but it doesn't. Okay. Ew. It's
1: like. <laughs> Ew. That's that's bodes well for. Oh wow, it's black. Okay, let me get a picture of that. Wow.
0: I like sea salt.
1: I love sea salt. <laughs> you ready? Oh god. Ready? Okay.
0: Oh. Okay. I actually like this.
1: I kind of do, too. Wow. This is weird because it's black licorice. It really tastes like black licorice. I hate
0: black licorice.
1: The sea salt is what makes it good.
0: This is excellent. Mm -hmm. I really like this.
1: It's not like... You know when I think of Good and Plenty's? It's a totally those and, are black licorice, And it's rice. not like
0: a Charleston Chew where it's chewy. Like mm-hmm. you could chew, but it's like
1: I thought we were going to struggle to eat this, and it's I do actually too. really soft.
0: And I I mm. Oh my god. they
1: mm-hmm. They're actually really salty. I never but thought in a good way. never
0: thought I would say this about a black licorice product, mm-hmm. but I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. I love this.
1: It's delicious.
0: It's like not the gross black licorice. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the good black licorice flavor.
1: Which I've never had. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Oh. Mm. Ah. That's really good.
0: 10 out of 10. It it has just the right amount of salt. Uh huh. Not like the Dunder salt. Oh. Mm. Okay, I, I love mm-hmm. this. This is a, totally a 10 out of 10.
1: And your throat's not closing up or anything?
0: <laughs> we'll see.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my God. Mm. I cannot believe how much I. That like, is really amazing. How much I like something black licorice flavor. I know.
1: I'm giving it a ten too. Wow. I want more. I'm shocked. Mm.
0: If I could get those here, I would eat those like all the time mm. for a snack.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. I'm blown away. I like something black licorice.
1: That was amazing. It's called, it just seems like really high quality. You yeah, know and what it's I mean? called
0: Psst, Kick, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yum.
1: Two winners in a row—that almost never happens.
0: No, I was sure being black licorice that that was going to be awful. Yes. So apparently, it Norwegian not... Norwegians can do black licorice, right? Wow, Thunder salts sure is just a—I
1: mean, that was amazing. Sorry. I'm impressed with their black licorice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> never thought I would say that.
1: No, me either.
0: Did you give it a, 10? Was I it gave it a ten? Was it all tens today? We did everything, everything was a ten. Well, I
1: gave the chocolate a hundred. But are you recording? I am recording. Ooh, i my never fingers, stopped.
0: Fingers are sticky. Ooh, all
1: right. I got to get my light ready so I can actually see what I'm doing. Let does that know, bother you, though? No.
0: Let me know when you're As ready. As you're
1: making this face, does that bother you? <laughs> <laughs> let, me know when you're, let me know when you're ready to go.
0: <laughs> I'm ready. I just totally blanked on what I was going to say. Do. Are you ready? <laughs> I can't see anything. I got that light. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we need <Drama>. better light. <laughs> Drama queen. We need better light down here. I would Um, love to get
1: some floor lamps and direct the light up instead of at us.
0: All I have for housekeeping is EVP episode and thanks again for coffee. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I hope you guys are liking the um, side sessions. The one we're recording right after this wasn't even actually going to be the topic. I started the other topic. But then it's weird that this topic that we're doing today came up two days in a row, three different times randomly and it's like huh synchronicity it's kind of a synchronicity so i went with it i don't think it's terribly exciting but it's something really <laughs> interesting to me and it's something that i think about a lot
1: i think though with you even if it's not an exciting topic I mean, the way you put it together, <laughs> it together is exciting. it's interesting yeah today's
0: is just kind of ju- it's like kind of thrown together but it's just it's like basically <laughs> two kind of different topics but they're ones that i find like really interesting and Almost.
1: And they're related somehow. Yeah, okay. like almost
0: something I want to do, but we'll get it to that when we do today's. We'll get to that. We'll get to. Th- oh, the 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 name to put it under for this one is Mulligan.
1: Oh, for the side session.
0: Mulligan or Mulligan stew.
1: Ooh, Mulligan stew. Yep. I went to a private Catholic school for the first six years, like first through sixth grade, and Mulligan stew was one of my favorite things that they made.
0: I've never had Mulligan stew.
1: It was like a meat based. Stew yeah. with gravy that they would put over mashed potatoes. Yum! That amazing. But that's what this one's name is for. Had your, the best food
0: for your flash drive is Mulligan stew. Okay. So today is a mini mystery episode, and mine I don't think is going to be super long. Okay. And Mine is it's it's we'll get into that when I do mine. I'll just I'll curt myself right off the bat. <laughs> I'll get in, I'll get into that when I do mine.
1: Mine is six pages, and then I'm going to reference a book a little bit, but. Yeah. My, I'm excited. To he- I'm excited space. to hear about
0: yours because, uh, okay, t- what is yours about?
1: Should I just start? Sure. Okay. Because
0: I did not take along on this. No. Because it was.
1: It was too late.
0: It was too. Yeah. <laughs> like if it was at six o'clock at night, that would have been too late for me. But it was from like eleven p.m. till two a.m. Mm-hmm, right? It was.
1: It was tough. (laughs) Okay, ready?
0: I am ready. I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: All right. My non-broken seat. Well, be careful because the last chair broke. I
0: moved to a different chair for our taste test and the chair broke when I sat down (laughs) in it. So...
1: It's not you. It's the chair. Those chairs are kind of rickety. No, we I need to, to lose
0: a few pounds, too.
1: Well, we want to use Kurt and I were just saying that we want to use some of the money we're getting from our supporters to get actual like chairs. office chairs like, down here. Yeah. With, so that like when we have somebody
0: come for the first time to be a guest, they don't they fall, don't to fall the f- on the floor.
1: <laughs> 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 Welcome to our rinky dink studio. <laughs> you need to sign a waiver, yes, before you waiver can come just down in case down you here. get injured. <laughs> okay. So my mini-mystery topic is a brief history, and I say brief because there's not just a ton of information out there. I didn't
0: think there was going to be.
1: No, and and even some of the claims about the place aren't super verifiable.
0: Yeah. Oh, I get into that with my topic, oh, too. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's a brief history um, of the Sheboygan County Comprehensive Healthcare Center and my tour sort of slash investigation of the location. I got all of my information from Wikipedia, an article called, let me take a breath, from a devastating fire to holding German World War II point, uh, prisoners of war, the Spurgeon County Asylum facilities hold a rich history. And I stumbled through the whole thing. But, dude, edit. That is like the longest article title I've ever seen in my life.
0: Is there a... Do they house prisoners of war there?
1: Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that, Ooh, Kurt. I got chris Um, Wisconsinfrights.com and also the book that I received on the tour called Haunted Expeditions in the Midwest. It's it's
0: mostly known as the Sheboygan. Is it mostly known just as the Sheboygan Asylum or the Sheboygan Insane Asylum? God, I'm just going to shut up and drink my coffee.
1: (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? I interrupted you. Oh, I used Wikipedia for most of it because it was a nice consolidation of all the same information that was in the other articles and websites, except the book had additional stuff. So now you might be a bit confused, huh? I am. Everyone likes to call it the Sheboygan County Asylum, but it's not and it never was. And this is clearly and very easily... um, discoverable online with a simple search. So it was
0: never actually an, as- an asylum? It
1: was never called the Sheboygan County Asylum. Oh, that okay. was a completely different place located in the city of oh, Sheboygan. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So I'm going to get into the, all okay. that stuff. So I found several articles that talk about this. So And they even talk about how confused everybody is about it. <laughs> but saying, I investigated the haunted Sheboygan County Comprehensive Healthcare Center doesn't have the same ring as I investigated the asylum. Yeah. So. People tend to go with the asylum, it's I think. It's a little more dramatic. A little bit. So I'm going to talk about both just to make it clear. The asylum, which was originally located in Winooski, which I had to Google, it was a hamlet in the town of Linden, which is like west of Sheboygan. Um, it opened its doors in 1876 and was home to what the article termed the chronically insane. These I, Some of the terms that are used in these kind of bother me, um, but I just kind of went with it because I'm using their research. These patients had previously been housed in either the state hospital or the jail. Just two years later, on February 19th, 1878, a fire that destroyed the building also claimed the lives of four of the 21 patients living there. A newly built replacement opened its doors in June of 1882 and was located between Superior and Erie Avenues in the city of Sheboygan, which is my old neighborhood where my first house was, but west of there, um, which was originally called the County Hospital, Later became known as the asylum, which also served as a poorhouse. The larger building eventually held 90 patients. Another fire in December of 1892 claimed the life of the night watchman who discovered it. By 1911, additions to the building ex- and expansions to the land eventually saw the asylum occupying 309 acres, although another article said 80 acres, and that's a huge discrepancy. Um, but it would eventually house 225 residents. All the articles had that same number. The facility closed its doors in 1940 and was demolished in 1960. Oh, so it's not even there anymore? Nope. The new site now houses, uh, it's where Aurora Health Center and Pick and Saver are located. <laughs>
0: I wonder if they ever have like activity. Because, I've never, because, and like, I say in being, here, being, yeah, like, I've never
1: heard of anything no, about those locations. No, but on the grounds
0: of an old insane asylum? Mm-hmm.
1: But like, I've never heard Why do we of it. think
0: insane asylums are so haunted? What makes that... I, mean, I almost, don't know if
1: it's the just the... The idea I mean,
0: of it? I like your shirt. Oh, thank
1: you. Um, I think it depends on the location and the history. I think if there, it was a place where they didn't have the best practices and they were kind of barbaric and treated the, the patients like prisoners... Which was
0: probably a lot of those places back right, in the day.
1: Right. Um, I think that they hold a lot of anguish and negative energy and people, a lot of people probably died in those places because they had such poor care. Yeah. So I think that probably lends to that. Yep. Um, I didn't hear anything about, from everything I've heard about the Sheboygan County Asylum, the one in Sheboygan, it was a good institution. Like it wasn't one of those places. Yeah. And actually even what we're going to get to, I didn't hear anything bad about that either. There's no information or rumors about people being mistreated there. Okay. Um, okay, now on to the Sheboygan County Comprehensive Healthcare Center. So this is a site you and I are familiar with and mm-hmm. have driven past countless times on our way to and from the old school media studio to record. Mm-hmm. It's located at North 3773 Garden Parkway in what is technically Sheboygan Falls, but it's really just out in the middle of... I Portland. was just going to say, it is literally out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. It's surrounded by cornfields. Yep. <laughs> Um, this one was built in 1940, so pretty much right after the other facility closed. Well,
0: it's funny, too, because Corey and I would drive past there to do that when Corey would be on the podcast and we'd be like, what is this place? Yeah. And then Corey looked it up one day and he's like, that's the old asylum, like the old Sheboygan Asylum.
1: Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it was built in 1940. It was a nursing home that also housed mentally ill patients and people with developmental disabilities. During World War II, it was requisitioned by the U.S. military as Camp Sheboygan and was used to house German and Italian prisoners of war between 1944 and 45. In 1969, it became an acute care facility for the mentally ill and also served as an alcohol and drug rehabilitation center until 1975. In 1978, it was converted into a residential center for people with developmental disabilities and chronic illnesses, but beginning in 1988, there was like a new like law or something, not a law, but it was something that um, basically phased out these types of residential care facilities in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and it closed its door finally uh, in 2002. The site is now privately owned, and the gentleman who owns it has teamed up with a local paranormal investigation group, the Fox Valley Ghost Hunters, um, who he allows to conduct regular paid tours of the facility
0: katie who was originally in our group that when we did JFK was she Prep, part of their i think so i think Fox Katie Valley was. yes i think katie was with them because mm-hmm. katie was originally in when we were
1: that's East what I Central
0: wisconsin paranormal investigations katie was in with us and then we all kind of like went our separate ways and i think she was with them
1: and i didn't but then they moved i think to california anyone. or arizona oh, okay. somewhere yeah yep because they introduced everyone, and there was no Katie in the group. Yeah. I did think of that, though.
0: Did you like roll your eyes and were you like, I'm in a ghost hunting group? <laughs> you don't impress me.
1: That was funny. We'll get to that. Not really. I mean, <laughs> we'll sort of get to that. Um, What was I going to say? Okay, I get to that. I just curted myself. So now about the tour. So Jim and I did the tour with the Zahn family. So Ooh. Mark, Rhonda, Brittany, and Devin, and Brittany's boyfriend, Justin, was there.
0: Who went in my place, because I was supposed yep. to go, but...
1: He was their backup plan, I guess. I wussed out. Um, So we went on August 20th from 11 p.m. until 2 a.m. So, technically, since my birthday was the 21st, it was sort of a birthday present to myself. Kind of a fun way to ring in turning 45. It was actually a really foggy night. It was so foggy that we accidentally drove past it (laughs) because.
0: I can believe that because you can't. It's it's set back from the road. It's set really
1: far back, and there's no landmarks leading Mm -hmm. up to it. It's literally cornfields and other, you know, farmland. So we ended up driving. We we didn't see it until we were right on top of it. We had to turn around and they were following us. So they had to turn around. It was kind of funny. But it, the fog kind of set the stage in a nice way too. I will also mention that it was oppressively hot and humid that night. I remember that. Especially inside and once you got up to the upper floors. In fact, someone actually, when we got up to the third floor, a woman had to be escorted back down to the lobby because she got overheated and lightheaded. She was not possessed. It was just too hot. <laughs> So when we arrived, we all signed a waiver. We got a free book here, which I'm going to reference in a little bit. Um, We were split into two groups before the tour slash investigation started. I'm using air quotes. I'm going to use both of those terms very loosely because it was a tour in the sense that you were being led throughout the building and being told a very tiny bit about the history it was more about experiences the paranormal investigators have had. Which
0: is good because yeah. that's setting the scene for the people that are there for the tour. Totally. But yeah. they even
1: say, if you want to know the history of the building, go online. Yeah. We don't do that here. Yeah, um, And I use the term investigation loosely because while there were EVP sessions, various investigation equipment like REM pods and spirit boxes being used, not having any control over the environment... The people who were there, there were like twenty people in our group.
0: Yeah, that's like when we did the Mansfield Reformatory. Oh right, the Ohio, the prison in Ohio. It wasn't just Barry, Matt, and I. It right, was it was a hundred people. Of people, yeah. right.
1: So we knew we had no control over the equipment, like we wouldn't during our own investigation. So it was really hard to rely on or trust anything that anyone was experiencing or what the equipment was doing. So for me, it was more of just an opportunity to finally see the inside of the place that we've been passing for so long. And see the areas that were investigated on Destination Fear in 2020, which is a show that I like, which was really cool to see a show like that Yeah, in Sheboygan. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. So we start, and I, I went through this timeline with Jim yesterday to make sure I had the order of where we went correctly. And he agreed. So, what did he
0: think of it? Or are you going to get to that? To, <laughs> yeah, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just shut up. I'll go <laughs> upstairs and play with Lucy.
1: <laughs> I love that he was willing to go. He yeah, was curious, oh yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, he's never participated in any of the paranormal stuff I've ever done over the years, no. except be on this podcast. So yeah. it was really cool to have him be there to experience it, even on like sort of a introductory level, I guess you could say. So we started in the morgue, in the basement, which was really tiny. There were, We were only there for like 10 minutes, just long enough to take pictures, have a look around. Um, and then on that same floor in the basement, so underground basically, but there was still windows so like the ground was sort of like here like you know you could still see out windows Mm -hmm. we went to what was they described as like a day room for kids um there was even a column that had height markers with kids names on it um so that's where the kids would like go and play there were drawings on the walls and things like that it was a really big room and the adjacent room was a chapel or a room they used as a chapel and that's where we did our first, like, quote, unquote, investigation. They were using digital recorders. They would take these cat toys, that the kinds that light up yeah. when you move them. Um, because apparently something, they, they think there's a, the spirit of a child down there that plays with these toys. Um, I think they had, they might have had the motion music box down there, too, but it didn't do anything. The REM pod did go off several times. What
0: is a REM pod?
1: So the REM pod is EMF, right? Isn't that an EMF? I don't know. Well, it's basically, it's a circular pad. Okay. I, I, I've i seen pictures of it. Does it? And anytime anything comes near it, it lights up. But it, so it I think it detects EFM. Am I saying EMF? Jeez, EMF. I keep saying EFM. That's because we have a system at work called EFM. <laughs> 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 Employee file management. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not, that. not what that's it not is. That's not what it is. Oh, EMF. it looks like that. Yes. So they detect, well, some. I don't know if they all, but they detect EMF and also temperature changes. So one light will detect if there's any kind of frequencies around it, something gets close to it, and the other will detect temperature changes. Yeah, it
0: emits a low EM field and will alert with both LED lights and a tone of any possible spirit activity around it since it reacts to energy changes in its proximity. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to try a lot of the equipment that I've seen on these shows that we've just never you know invested in of no. course it's been a really long time since we investigated um so that did go off a few times um it happened to be when they were talking about this priest who there are rumors of abuse surrounding yeah. the priest um but you know there were also a ton of people standing around it i mean we're talking about 20 people standing around shifting around it was hot everybody was uncomfortable so i don't always trust the, you know, responses yeah, were getting. Yeah, if it was
0: there by itself with a camera on it and it went off for no reason, right. that would be.
1: Or in response to questions. Yeah. Which it, it did, but still there were just so many people standing around it. I will say that out of everywhere we visited in the building, th- that room had a very heavy sort of like oppressive feeling to it. Like it didn't, that room did not have a good, and many people were saying that. I remember no, the saying that room felt very heavy. So I keep
0: interrupting you, but no, that, okay. that's that's how we felt when we did the Mansfield mm. prison tour. Which when you we would were, imagine a prison when, would feel that but way. But when we were up in, like it didn't really feel that way, except when we were up in the top building, which was the tuberculosis ward. Mm-hmm. That was where it felt oppressive. Yeah, And it's hard to describe that feeling unless you actually experience it, but it just felt heavy and like we didn't want to be in there and felt yeah. uncomfortable in there.
1: And it, it also felt enclosed, even though this room was a pretty decent sized room. It was in the basement, so it was probably one of the cooler areas of the building. It just felt oppressive is the right word for it. You know, when I say it was oppressively hot, yeah, it, it, it you almost feel like you can't breathe as well as you should be. You feel like the walls are closing in on you. That's what that room felt like, even though it wasn't like a particularly small room. Like the morgue was a quarter of Not the like size the of that. like the vault at the hair salon. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um yeah so not not a lot of explanation as to why that room would feel that way other than maybe there's some lingering you know energies down there. So after that we went down into the tunnels which is the area I was most excited to check out because a tunnels I mean that's like a investigator's wet dream. Yeah basically yeah. <laughs> and b on destination fear they captured a photo of what looked like a really tall shadow figure at the end, well sort of like a intersection or where the tunnel turned. And it was really cool because they took a whole bunch of photos and they're swiping through and there's nothing, nothing, nothing. And then there's you know, all of this a sudden there's thing. One. Yep. And it was really weird, really tall, really I need to watch that. I need to watch that episode. You should. I think um, you can probably find it on YouTube, if anything. Um, So, but the thing is, while well, it was creepy down there, we maybe heard some interesting noises. I wouldn't say anything significant really happened. Yeah. Um, there was also an area adjacent to the tunnels that housed a lot of machinery. It was basically like a boiler room, but huge. And there were a couple of different rooms and we were given free reign to just kind of walk around, take pictures, but we didn't do any investigating there. Um, did you even like
0: bring your recorder, your digital recorder? I brought
1: my phone and I'll talk about that in a little bit, but I knew what the atmosphere was going to be like. I knew there was going to be a lot of noise contamination. Um, I knew that we wouldn't be free to just go off and do an EVP session no. we were kind of at the mercy of what the host But were that was kind of like
0: again with the Mansfield Reformatory where they kind of just let us wander around and when we saw that shadow person on the walkway outside the prison cell It was just perfect timing because everybody else had left to go to the main Mm. building to get pizza when they ordered pizza for everybody. So there was nobody else up there. So it was just, if that wouldn't have happened, it would have just been nothing would have happened. on Because that's really the only thing that happened when we were there for the tour is we saw that shadow person.
1: And I suspect that when you're doing something like this, you're much more likely to get activity when there's just two or three of you rather than 20 of you. Yeah. Exactly, Because you're more vulnerable, whatever yeah. is there is probably more likely to come and approach you yeah. when there's just a couple yep. of you. We were not allowed to split off at any time or go anywhere without the group. So that was never an opportunity for us. Um, so then we moved up to the third floor. That's where the woman had to like leave because she was too hot. And the group split into two because there were two different hallways. And this was just sort of happened. I don't think this was the plan, but one group went down the right hallway and we stayed on the left hallway. Um, which was kind of like it was good because we were in a smaller group, but we could still hear them. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just sort of like not ideal. But this was an area where I did um I just used my phones a voice memo recorder, which takes amazingly good quality audio. I'm like, why is anybody using digital There are recorders? people that use
0: their phones on investigations. I because it would be it's, so much I clearer. because it takes up too much space and I already have.
1: I think the next time I investigate, though, I'm not going to be taking, if we ever do another investigation, I'm not going to have a recorder running for five hours. I really want to try doing more in the moment. Yeah. where you do a short 10, 15-minute EVP session and listen back right away. Because if you get responses, you can actually go
0: back and, and, and try to more. get it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm like, why have we never done that? That makes so much sense. And then you're not spending hours reviewing audio. Yeah. The and then next you get one day. section
0: where it's super active in this one room, but you're not there anymore. Yeah. You so know? you had
1: no idea that you should have stayed there yep, and continued exactly. the conversation. So there are techniques I would like to try that we just never did because it never occurred to us. If we um, could get
0: in someplace early, like, I wouldn't be there late, obviously. But if we could get in someplace, like, local, I would totally so I be think down we, with and it. And
1: I'll talk about this later. I think this place could be an option, but it would cost us. They, oh. it, they, we would be charged for it, and it's not cheap. Um, okay, so we did, and even Jim remembers this. So we, our group kind of just sat quietly and would occasionally ask questions. But down at the end of the hall, we were getting all kinds of noises, like, Pops, bangs, mo- what sounded like movement. Um, Mark went and sit, sat in like what used to be a bathroom by himself just so he could kind of isolate and listen. He said there were some weird noises happening in there. Um, I did not get anything on my recorder. I think you could hear some of the sounds, yeah. but there were no EVPs. Yeah, But they were in response to things we were saying, like, can you do that again or can you do that louder or yep. could you come closer and it would do it. And then when we were done and the other group was wrapping up, I walked down there. Just to see, maybe it's just the building making noises, and it was silent. There was nothing. Not a single noise happened the whole time I was standing down there. So to me, that's kind of significant. It's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That we're all hearing a barrage of noises, and then there's absolutely nothing when you walk down there. So that was really that and the the room that was kind of the chapel. Those were the only areas that I was like, "Yeah, there might be something going on in here. Um, I don't know if the zan, if anyone had recorders or anything from the zombie. You should have got in
0: touch with them about this episode. I didn't even think of that.
1: Well I reached out to Rhonda yesterday because oh good. To be honest, I couldn't remember if I had Justin's name right, but I did. Okay. His name was is Justin. Pretty and that's what I thought. Yeah. Um and I said I was doing an episode, but I didn't ask her if they had even I don't remember seeing any of them carrying recorders though. I think they were kind of like me where they just wanted to experience see it, the, place. To see the place. Yep. Yeah, but I I feel like someone would have said something that they got in Dv yeah. um on that same floor they took us to an area where they had a bunch of old medical equipment stored which was really cool to look at but we didn't do any investigation in there and we weren't allowed to take photos in there i'm not exactly sure why there were areas where we couldn't take any photos no video was allowed anywhere at any time and i think that was the owner's um, instructions so the next area we went to was the second floor And it was the common living quarters for the nurses and other staff. So the nurses had another area where their rooms were because they actually lived there. Um, And that's the last place we visited. But this was like the common area that had a kitchen, a dining room, and a lounge with like a piano. There were tables and chairs, couches in there. Um, And the hosts used a ghost box in there, which I that was kind of interesting to see it in action. I've never seen it before. And there was at one point where someone said, how many spirits are here? And it clearly said three. A lot of times with the ghost box... It's sort of like, well, it's up to the interpretation of whoever's listening. Yeah. And what it, like an EVP, once you say what you think you hear, everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's what I hear. But it said three and like eight of us said three right away. Like we all heard the same thing. So that was interesting. Does it mean anything? I don't know. Yeah, because like, I'm just generally skeptical of Frank's three. box or the ghost yes. box. Like I just don't. I'm more impressed with the ovulus. They didn't have an ovulus. Bummer. Um. They had a motion sensor music box there that was going off, but it went off so long that I felt it was a glitch. Like, I I didn't think something was standing there that long. It was to the point where he actually had to shut it off and turn it back on. And then, like, the guy, one of the hosts, kept seeing something moving in the kitchen. Nobody else saw it. Him and the other girl who were hosting us kept seeing movement down the hall. I don't think anyone else saw it. So it's, like, things like that where it's, like, are you really seeing something? Because nobody else is seeing this. And how are you the only people seeing it? So I just... I take everything with a grain of salt. You Mm -hmm. know, are they just saying that to make our experience more exciting? Although they they were very open and honest at the beginning. They're like, nothing might happen tonight. Or we might have crazy activity or you might not have anything happen tonight. And that really is how it works. That's how all investigations are just If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't. Yep. I remember this was at like 1:30 in the morning and we were all just like exhausted and hot and our feet hurt and we were in kind of a cramped space. and I remember just like, oh, can we just move on to the <laughs> next area? Um, and then the last thing that we the last place we visited then was the nurse's living quarters, which that was, I think off of like the I keep saying the first floor, but the first floor is actually like a bunch of steps up. And then it was just another short staircase up into the nurses' quarters. Um, Rumor has it that something like seven nurses committed suicide while working there. They talked about it on Destination Fear 2, and I think they mentioned it here. I have found absolutely nothing to substantiate that. What's
0: hard? I mean, you know, there's... uh... I would. I I feel bad that I keep interrupting you with this, but I'm thinking. But like, I remember the the night that I wasn't at JFK Prep when we investigated there because I think we investigated the night before and I didn't go back the second night because I was tired. Yeah. But (laughs) they were up in the. (laughs) That's classic Kurt. (laughs) They were up on like the third floor of the school, and you know they're up there with Jerry, the owner at the time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And all of a sudden, there's a flashlight in the hallway, and they're like, "Oh!" And it was a cop, and he's like, he thought people were breaking in, so he came by, and they they were talking to the cop. And the cops, and they told the cop that they heard the story that a student killed themselves, hung themselves there. And the cop said, well, I can look that up at, back when I get back Mm -hmm. to the precinct. Yeah. Uh, And he got back in touch with them and said, yeah, that did happen. So it was only by like a random... Chance that we ran into the cop there, and that mm-hmm. he was able to look that up. So you don't—it's it hard was to just tell. A rumor yeah, until I don't think then. there's a way that you can really look that up unless you go back through tons of old newspaper clippings. Right. But I wonder if, like, a police officer could verify that, maybe. that people nurses killed themselves there.
1: Maybe. I mean, I just I feel like that's an uh, you know interesting thing to throw out there, and it's kind of shocking when people hear it. But it's, it's not also surprising.
0: Like, I'm sure that they went through some real hell out there. I could imagine again, that. But again,
1: this is a place where. I mean, it was a nursing home. It was a drug and alcohol rehabilitation. But still, center. you see a lot of. Things. I get it, but it, they. I still have never found anything to suggest that this place was like, you know, not on the up and up. But even if it's
0: not on the up and up, you're dealing with a lot of sadness and seeing these people like this. But and for
1: seven nurses to commit suicide. I I, I think seven might be a little high, be but I could see one. Or two,
0: I could totally see one, yeah. two, or three.
1: But again, I I could not find anything about it one website mentioned it and called it a rumor okay so i'm like i feel like there i found articles about the place I, i just i couldn't find anything that talked about it so i'm just calling that an urban legend for now if anybody else knows about that i i should actually so jeff from old school media his mm-hmm. grandma worked there oh really that's where that picture came from
0: oh cool so when
1: she passed away they were cleaning her house yeah. and, and that's where kate we got that found picture it, and kate yep. said i need to give this to kurt and krista so it, you know obviously she can't answer any questions now but i should ask jeff if he had ever heard yeah that you know nurses yeah, had yeah, maybe reach out, out to him and then we can
0: just bring that up in the next episode
1: yeah um Let's see. All in all, it was fun. It definitely got me itching to do a real investigation, especially at a location like that. I've never investigated a place like that. Like, I I missed out on JFK Prep. I know. I still still
0: hate that you missed out on JFK Prep.
1: Oh, man. It gets me. Every other place we investigated was like a small business or a house. Yeah. So I never got to do like the Holy Grail place of like the abandoned huge complex with tunnels and whatever. And, you know, not to talk negatively about the group but these tours are not true investigations if you think about it they're more for it just gives you a peek into what an investigation would be like Um, but
0: for some people that's enough some people just want to get that glimpse of what it's like when they see like to investigate a place
1: yeah and i i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm not saying i didn't enjoy it i would just say if anyone were planning on doing it if you live in the area it's 70 dollars a person so it's not cheap and just know going into it that you're going to be with a bigger group and that you don't get an opportunity to do anything on your own, really. No. Um, but that being said,
0: at... it's awesome that the owner lets people do this oh, totally. because he totally does not have to let people do this.
1: Yeah. I mean, otherwise, he's just sitting on a bank at vacant yeah. property eating the mortgage, yeah. so he's probably making a decent amount of money probably. off of this. Because <laughs> they're booked every weekend, like Friday through Sunday, probably. Um, I would love to go back again when it's not so hot, too, yeah. because that was almost distracting. Yep. Like, we were uncomfortably hot and it was humid. It wasn't just that it was hot, it was humid, and there's no breeze. You're inside. I'd maybe go there from 8 a.m. till noon. So you can actually reserve the building for a private investigation. Ooh. It's something like $300. Ooh. But I think you can have like 10 to 15 people or something. I don't recall what the. the they have like a maximum number of people that it you can have. It would be cool have. if
0: we ever did have a little get together with strangers or to,
1: our paranormal group. Yeah. To I like mean, go Heartland there and do paranormal, that. Get HPI back together. I would love to do a, a true official investigation with our, our investigation group. And I think if we split that cost between all of us, we could go any time of the day that we wanted. We didn't have to go late at night. A yeah. uh, building doesn't stop being haunted during the day. And when you get to some of those you know, interior areas where there's not... A, it's dark anyway. So I think it would be totally worth it yeah. to do that. to rent the place out for our group. But it group. would be
0: neat if like Dash could ever be here. Oh, or, yeah. And... Uh... You know, we, there's a lot. There's quite a few the local. There's a lot of local listeners. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Coleman, or people from like Coleman, yeah.
0: So it would be kind of neat.
1: It'd be fun if we were gonna do a tour. I mean, we could do it as a tour too. Yeah. Um, and just make sure we all get reserved yeah. the same night yep. and time slot. But yeah, so that was it. Just uh, did I skip over anything? Yeah,
0: I f- I feel bad that I didn't go, but I just can't. I mean, I'm in bed at like seven seven thirty now. But what's funny is that.
1: Oh, I didn't even... Rhonda
0: was up. telling me all about the night, but it was at 2.30 in the morning when she was on her way home from it and I was just waking up. Oh, so she's texting me, telling me all about the how the investigation went. She said it was so hot.
1: Well, and the funny thing is, is I I just have like this biological clock where I'm awake at four or five o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah. It does not matter what time no, I went and it's No, and it's,
0: it's, like, it's neat that you and I can always text each other at four in the morning and we know that we're going to be up.
1: Well, and yeah. And so that was my problem though. We got home... We were home by 2.30. I probably took me... I mean, maybe I fell asleep at 3, but I was up by 8, so I got three yeah. hours There's of sleep.
0: There's days that somebody messages me at like 4.30, and I forget my phone on Do Not Disturb, so I don't answer back for like 45 minutes, and then they're worried that I died or something. Mm.
1: So I was just looking in the book here. Um, they were talking about their investigation. They had a lot of activity, apparently. Like, they heard screams. They heard banging. I think someone got punched and scratched, like... This is some extreme stuff that I'm kind of like, okay is you know again, grain of salt if I'm not there to witness it myself, yeah. I don't know um, but they they claim to have gotten a lot of really aggressive um, activity. We of course didn't see any of that that night, which I'm fine with. <laughs> I don't need to be punched and scratched, no. but I felt that the place was fairly tame.
0: yeah we've never really had violent activity we had the no. worst we ever had was that night at vicky's in the back room where you and i just felt so uncomfortable back yeah. there we just skedaddled well, out of that back room and
1: the thing breathing in my ear was not pleasant no i wouldn't say that was violent it seemed aggressive though yeah that's true but
0: cool yeah. Little... so the
1: sheboygan county comprehensive health care center <laughs> not the asylum as but asylum just sounds scarier it. it totally sounds scarier yeah Cool. Very I, good. I mean, technically, it was an asylum. It just wasn't the Sheboygan County Asylum. That was a totally different building yeah. in Sheboygan, the city of Sheboygan. So.
0: Cool. Very good. That was interesting. Thanks. My story is about the Chase family vault. Krista just looks at me like I have no Blankster.
1: idea. Blank stare. Maybe I'm... Here,
0: me... Well, the thing is that when I was very young, I want to say late 70s, like okay. 9, 10, mm-hmm. I got this book about... Creepy things, like a book about haunted places. Yeah. And this was in there. So this is one of the things that was a foundation.
1: Of what got you into it? Yes,
0: along with my experiences with the green guy in my bedroom when I was a kid. But this, like, I remember this book. It had the picture of oh it, it talked about this the chase family vault it talked about it has that picture where these two guys supposedly were washed off their ship and then you can like see their faces supposedly in the window when somebody took a picture of the window oh,
1: i've not heard anything about uh, this
0: and i, I want to find this book because this book was one of the seeds for my whole interest in Do you the Remember paranormal... what it was called no mm. um ghost faces i'm gonna see if i can find that picture just to show you ghost faces on ship window It's like not the best picture, but...
1: Well, it's from the 70s, right? So that doesn't surprise me. Uh,
0: But I don't remember what this book was called. But, oh, right here. And people said those were a dead ringer of two crewmen who died. I can see it. Yeah, but that picture was in that book. I remember this book, Clear as Day. I don't Hmm. remember the name of it. But they talked about the Chase family vault in there, and I was always fascinated with this. So I went into this like yeah, and then when I was done, it's like oh, Aww. so wah, it's wah. gonna. It might be okay. one of those.
1: It might be the Paulding Light episode. <laughs> it might be the Paulding
0: Light episode, but this or the one with the uh, the Solway Firth spaceman mm-hmm. that where it looks like the alien behind the girl mm-hmm. in a picture, and it turns out it's actually just her mom. Totally. <laughs> so, this, you know, this, side this...
1: note on the Paulding Light, <laughs> I found a. I don't know where that I saw people talking about it, but I think maybe on um the Fort Fortyan. Oh, what is it called? Single 14 times. 14. Yeah, singular 14 times. On their Facebook page, somebody must have posted something about the Paulding Like I think that's where I saw it. And it's incredible how defensive people are about that. Yeah. Because so many people say, I'm pretty sure that was debunked. And people are like hardcore, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. They didn't debunk it. Like, yeah. I think there are just some things people want to believe in so bad. Yeah, that they that just they're don't not willing listen to, to accept. Yeah. No, that.
0: totally. Because that, especially if you're in that area, because it's well, kind of like local themselves. lore. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. I get, but you yep. still
1: have to accept rational explanations. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but some people don't. I
1: know.
0: All right, Barbados.
1: Barbados.
0: I've never. I like Barbados. Looks so nice. I mm-hmm. don't know.
1: It's like tropical, yeah. right?
0: Barbados is an island country. That's in where
1: the, Rihanna's from?
0: Is it? Is mm-hmm. it? Barbados is an island country in the Caribbean. Caribbean, mm-hmm. however you say, I say it. Caribbean. I say Caribbean hmm. region. It is 21 miles in length and up to 14 miles wide, covering an area of 167 square miles, and it is the easternmost Caribbean island. It sounds pretty dang nice. Like, Mm -hmm. looking at pictures of it, it looks like like a tropical paradise. Exactly. Like, take your honeymoon there. Yes. And on the island is the Christ Parish Church Cemetery, which contains a legendary burial tomb known as the Chase Family Vault. Most of what I'm talking about in this little minisode comes from a July 24th, 2014 article on Mysterious Universe called, quote, The Mysterious Moving Coffins of Barbados and a September 16th, 2000, two 2016 article on the lineup.com called, quote, The Mysterious Moving Coffins of the Chase Family Vault. The vault was originally built in 1724 for a man named James Elliott, but he ended up never using it for some reason. And I don't get that. Like, why did you mm-hmm. build this vault and then not use it? And the vault isn't as big as I expected it to be. Like when I was a kid reading about this in my head, it was bigger. But it's twelve feet by six and a half feet, so it is not big. Mm-mm. I'm guessing six and a half feet is how tall it is, and twelve feet is how big it is.
1: You, you don't what, think it's like twelve by
0: six? I'm thinking like six and a Usually half. Usually, when people give 12.
1: like room dimensions, they're not talking about height.
0: Oh, but then it's like super. Narrow. Narrow.
1: But it's a coffin. It's for a coffin, right? But there's a lot of coffins in there. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: And it's made out of coral and concrete. It's half in the ground, so there are stairs you descend to a huge marble door that requires six or seven men to move. The remains of one woman named Thomasina Goddard had been interred there in 1807, but she was the only one. And she was just placed in there in like a cheap wooden coffin. And she was the only one in there for the longest time.
1: Is she related to this No, guy? no. Hmm.
0: I don't think so. In 1808, the vault was purchased by the Chase family, one of the wealthier families on Barbados. The Chase family wasn't particularly well-liked on the island because they were said to be absolutely brutal to their slaves, and they were just eccentric and weird. Hmm. <coughs> I gotta get a cough drop.
1: Okay. Kurt's getting a cough drop, and he's sneezing. I just stole a, <laughs> stole a sneeze. You totally just stole the sneeze. I stole it. You totally just stole the sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. Jim hates it when I do that. Because <laughs> then your nose burns and you well, never I, get yeah, the satisfaction. It's going to come in like the next five minutes
0: anyway. <laughs> Never heard of the Chase family vault?
1: You know what? Now that now that
0: It sounds familiar. Did Josh
1: Gates cover this at some he point? He
0: possibly did.
1: Because now I kind of feel like I know where it's going, okay. but we'll see. Maybe it's not.
0: No, this cough drop might be super annoying, so I'm going to try not to click it on my teeth while I'm talking. Okay. But yeah, Thank you they in were advance. they were said to be horrible to their slaves. Like they were not well liked. Hmm. But eccentric and weird. I don't really, you know, they were rich. I mean, whatever. It's yeah. the
1: being cruel to yeah. their slaves or having slaves. Yes.
0: And then in 1808, the infant daughter of the Chase family, Marianne Maria Chase, died and was interred in the vault in a heavy lead casket. Four years later, another Chase daughter named Dorcas, Dorcas is such a (laughs) weird name, D-O-R-C-A-S, yeah, don't name, could you imagine naming your son Dorcas? Dorcas? Uh, Yeah, that's horrible. Four years later, another Chase daughter named Dorcas died. Rumors say that her father's constant abuse caused her to commit suicide by starvation. Ugh. Yeah.
1: He sounds like a real stand-up guy. Yeah.
0: So the vault was opened, and her lead coffin was put in along with Mary Ann. So now there's the two... Lead? Yeah.
1: It was a lead yeah. coffin. So okay. now there's
0: two coffins, three coffins. There's the old wooden coffin from yep. Thomasina Goddard and the two daughters from the Chase family. Okay. Okay. Then, just one month later, the father, Thomas Chase, died reportedly from suicide. His body was placed in a very heavy coffin said to weigh 250 pounds and needing eight people to carry it when the body was inside. That's a heavy coffin. Mm-hmm. When the huge marble slab was moved to place his coffin inside the vault, it was discovered that Dorcas's coffin was now standing upside down against one of the walls, and baby Mary Ann's coffin was pushed tight against one of the other walls.
1: Oh, I think I remember what the explanation was. People were puzzled because the marble
0: slab didn't appear to have been moved. These coffins were super heavy and nothing appeared to have been taken. They figured that it was vandals or relatives of the slaves that had been treated so badly by the chases. They moved the coffins back into place and sealed the door better when they left. In 1816, 11-year-old Charles Brewster Ames died and was going to be placed in the vault. When the door was unsealed to bring his coffin in, they found all the coffins inside the vault, including the super heavy Thomas Chase coffin, quote, scattered about like toys. The coffins were once again moved into place and the door resealed. So that's kind of weird. Every mm-hmm. time they go in there, the coffins are, are moved.
1: Except that I think I remember what the explanation Except is. Except
0: the one coffin that's not moved is the cheap wooden one.
1: Oh, then my But we're going pro- to okay. we get into
0: theories, but okay. that one was never moved. That's odd. The cheap wooden one. According to the article on MysteriousUniverse.com, quote, The story began to take hold among the superstitious local populace. Whispers circulated of black magic and ghosts, and it was said that the tomb was haunted, cursed, or both. There were many stories around this time that have the feeling of creepy campfire tales. One such story goes that a woman on horseback heard menacing shrieks and groans emanating from the tomb as she went past it. Her horse allegedly went into berserk panic mode, foaming at the mouth and threatening to throw the woman off. It was then reported that several other horses in the nearby village became insane in the ensuing days and mindlessly dove into the bay where they drowned. Aww. I know.
1: The horses weren't okay. The horses
0: were not okay. Supposedly.
1: <coughs> this is all from the Mysterious Universe website? Yes. Okay.
0: So the vault was opened in 1816 for Samuel Brewster to be put in, and in 1819 for a Thomasina Clark to be put in. Wasn't the first lady a Thomasina too? Thomasina must have been a popular Mm. name. And both times the vaults were opened, the coffins inside were scattered everywhere, except the coffin of the original person in the tomb, Thomasina Goddard, whose frail, rickety wooden casket always stayed exactly where it was placed and was always somehow undamaged by the coffins moving around it. The governor of Barbados, who was on hand to witness all of this as the tomb door was opened, ordered an investigation to take place. The governor's wife later wrote, In my husband's presence, every part of the floor was sounded to ascertain that no subterranean passage or entrance was hidden. It was found to be perfectly firm and solid. No crack was even apparent. The walls when examined proved to be perfectly secure.
1: So how long was it between visits that they would notice? Ye- like years. years. Okay. Yeah.
0: No fracture was visible and the sides, together with the roof and flooring, presented a structure so solid it was as if as if it was formed by entire slabs of stone. So she said that they she said they looked everywhere and there, there's nothing, no cracks, there's nothing. The coffins were put back into place, and this time the governor sealed the door with mortar and put an imprint of his ring in it so that they would know if it was broken and remortared. And on the inside of the vault, the floor was covered with fine white sand, so any footprints or shenanigans would be easily seen.
1: Okay. Shenanigans.
0: Eight months later, the governor was way too curious to wait any longer, so he and a party of men went to the vault. When they got there, they saw that the mortar had not been broken and that the mark of his ring was still 100% intact. The mortar was then broken and the men went to move the huge marble slab, but realized that there was something wrong because they seemed unable to move it. More men were brought in to move it and they finally realized the reason that they were having problems opening it was because Thomas Chase's heavy coffin had been propped up against the door. When they finally got inside, they saw that the coffins were once again scattered, But this time it appeared to be much more violently, with some of the coffins on top of each other, and baby Marianne's coffin had been smashed so hard into a wall that a chunk was missing from the corner of her coffin. Mm. There were no footprints in the sand, and the sand was completely dry, so there appeared to be no trace of flooding of any kind. If it had been vandals, it would have been impossible to get out and reclose a marble slab with Thomas Chase's coffin being propped against it on the inside, which totally makes sense, like they couldn't do that. Mm Nathan Lucas, a member of the Barbados House of Assembly, wrote, quote, "I examined the walls, of the arch, and every part of the vault, and found every part old and similar. And a mason in my presence struck every part of the bottom with his hammer, and all was solid. I confess myself at a loss to account for the movements of these lead coffins. Thieves certainly had no hand in it. And as for any practical wit or hoax, too many were requisite to be requisite to be trusted with the secret for it to remain unknown." And as for the slave Negroes having anything to do with it, their superstitious fear of the dead and everything belonging to them precludes any idea of the kind. All I know is that it happened and that I was an eyewitness to the fact. So the governor finally said "The hell with this, and they took the coffins out and buried them in individual graves in the Christchurch Paris Cemetery, and the vault remains empty and unused to this day. Hmm. And it's still there. It's just nothing's in it, but you can go there and see the vault. Oh, really? Yep. It's all, like, overgrown and stuff, and and looks trashy but it's still there. So there's a couple theories about this, going from least likely to most likely. Okay. Theory number 1, vandals, and that's super doubtful. Some of these coffins would take 6 to 8 men to move it, plus the marble slab door is so heavy. So why would they do the why would they go in there, do this and then leave and not take anything?
1: And it seems like this is spanning a long yeah. you know, a lot of years. Yeah. Like, like did they be pass like it on multiple, to their kids? Right. Like, multiple generations? Generational vandalism. <laughs>
0: Plus, there were no footprints in the sand, but I don't see this. You can flatten it out with a rake or something like sure. that after you do it. But the clincher in this seems to be that the governor used his ring and sealed the door with his ring imprint, and it was the same. Mm-hmm, right. So, vandals, eh.
1: It seems like a lot of work if for it were nothing. vandals. <laughs> yeah, Why? for nothing.
0: For for. Lol, right. You know, so vandals? I don't think so.
1: No, I don't think so either.
0: Theory number two: earthquakes. I mean, I guess. I think there'd be damage to the structure. There'd be damage structure. to the structure, and yeah. there weren't any major earthquakes reported during that entire time period. And the clincher here is that Thomasina Goddard's old wooden coffin never moved. Mm-hmm. The super heavy lead ones moved all over the place. You know, up up tipped against the wall, mm-hmm. but her rickety old coffin never moved. Theory number three: spirits or poltergeist activity. And if you believe in the paranormal, this might be the most likely explanation for you.
1: I, I mean, I believe in the paranormal. But it's not the most likely explanation no. for me, though. You're, you're I'm not, hoping you're, you're getting to my explanation. You're not buying the you're not, not buying all. the spirits or Why? paranormal. I don't know. It just I don't know. But there was matter.
0: there was like a lot of trouble in the family, and like mm-hmm. the daughter hated the dad because yeah, of abuse. Yeah, abusive. So I mean, I could see that, but then why why was why was thomasina's rickety old coffin never hit or moved when this stuff was getting thrown around the yeah the vault?
1: and i'm not someone who believes that cemeteries are haunted i don't believe vaults no. are hama- no, haunted because i believe you
0: haunt where you're you not die. attached to your body you're no, attached, you're attached to, to where you spent your life yeah or, or where you spent your life or yeah. where you die violently right you know Theory number four, and I got a funny feeling this is the one Krista is looking for, floods. Yes. This is the most common theory, but it kind of also doesn't make a lot of sense. The, the coffins were coffin super heavy.
1: Yeah, but water is incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah, and they were, but they were supposedly airtight, so could they float like a boat does? Right. You know, so it, it, it's the possible. The wooden
1: coffin not moving, though, yeah. being the lightest and most buoyant yes. because it's made yep. of wood. yep.
0: According to a January twenty eighth, two 2014 article on Skeptoid.com called, quote, The Moving Coffins of Barbados, it says, one of the natural explanations that have been repeatedly suggested is water. If water got into the vault, it could have floated the coffins into virtually any position. This raises a number of questions. Are the coffins buoyant? Could water have gotten into the vault and drained out unnoticed? Where would the water have come from?
1: Well, it's the Caribbean. It's surrounded by water. <laughs> so lots of water.
0: We can estimate the buoyancy of the lead-lined coffins. They would have floated only if their weight was less than the equivalent volume of water. We don't have the dimensions of any of the coffins, but we can kind of guess. A coffin is a six-sided affair, kind of like the kind Dracula would sit, would sit up mm-hmm. in, as opposed to a casket, which is just a rectangular box. Coffins are more compact, thus with less volume, thus are less likely to float than a casket. I looked up the dimensions of all kinds of coffins. There is clearly no such thing as a standard size. And the volumes I calculated range from 400 to 900 liters in volume. This means that they displace 400 to 900 kilograms of water. Some of today's mortuary guidelines suggest that the average casket weighs about 150 kilograms, about 25 kilograms for each of six pallbearers. Thomas's coffin is said to have required eight men to move, and if we assume they were straining twice as hard as the average pallbearer, they were lifting they were lifting only 400 kilograms. So although these numbers are all best guess estimates, Thomas's coffin was at least neutrally buoyant and more than likely it possibly floated like a cork, which which I could totally get. Mm-hmm. You know. The Chase Vault is located at an elevation of about 33 meters on coral reef limestone, which is highly porous and has a fast percolation rate. Percolation rate, rate yes. meaning water. Percolation rate, like, perco- like, yeah, like water will quickly. seep in and then leave quickly. quickly. Yep, okay. Like a sponge, kind of.
1: Which to me, when you said the sand was dry, so it must not have been flooded, to me that was not a logical yeah. thought process. Yeah, no. Sand dries quickly. Oh yeah, I think. like
0: they like. How would they know that this? I mean, if it's twenty, if it's right. ten years, the sand is totally going to dry. Be wet. Yeah. I said percolation. It's percolation. Percolation. This means that if the vault were to become inundated with water somehow, it would easily drain out through the ground. Even, even Sir Sham Burke, a surveyor and geographer by trade, noted this characteristic in his eighteen forty eight book. Barbados gets a lot of rain. It rains half the day, of, half the days of the year, and averages around one hundred millimeters per month. I did not find any studies looking into the question of whether the Chase Vault happens to collect much rainwater, but in my view, this is very much a possibility. More than enough water is there, more than enough drainage capacity exists in the vault, and more than enough buoyancy is in those coffins. So basically, they said that's what happened. Yeah. Is it flooded and these coffins? But some of that doesn't make sense to me, because why was that one like thrown against the wall so violently that it broke? That makes no sense. If it's in there just floating on water, it's not going to pound the edge of the the wall. But do you think
1: one of the lead ones just yeah. repeatedly bumping into no, it?
0: No, no. Because not unless it was like a t- vicious tidal wave in there. It yeah. would, you know, like, I don't get that. I don't know. Uh, the sand was dry, but that's, that's not much. Not. But there was no sign of water damage on the walls. And you think if there would be water in there, that there would have been some trace of a water line on the walls.
1: Not if it filled all the way up, though
0: and then why was thomasina's coffin casket that's Cheap the part that bugs should have been the one that was busted right it shouldn't have been a lead line it, it, it should have been waterlogged rotted. rotted and it yeah. should have been busted not the lead line that's one.
1: the the clincher for me that i can't fully settle on the flooding yeah but it is the most logical explanation
0: it is assuming number five isn't true and number five is it never happened
1: skeptoid article
0: the skeptoid article says quote modern researchers have also had a crack at this tale most notably the committee for skeptical Inquiry's full-time researcher joe nickel recall the frequent advice that we so often say here on skeptoid before trying to explain an unusual event first make sure that the unusual event actually happened Nickel was unconvinced by the documentary evidence. He didn't dispute the deaths and their dates, just the entire story of the vault. The Chades mm-hmm. Chase family members did die. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's the found. The vault exists. That's found. The vault exists, but whether or not they were in the vault is actually kind of hard to find. Mm. Nickel found a different explanation for the story from the world of Freemasonry, which he laid out in Fate magazine in 1982. Nickel claimed that the language used in the oldest accounts to describe the strange tale was laden with Masonic symbology. So he's talking about Freemasons. Mm-hmm. He argued that the entire case was not an account of literal events alleged to have actually taken place, but rather that it was a symbolic allegory compiled from Masonic symbols, such as the sound of a hammer used to certify the solidity of the vault's walls, the arch ceiling representing the royal arch degree of Freemasonry, and the whole idea of a secret vault is central to Freemasonry. And, of course, the men who sealed the door with cement were referred to as Masons. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of symbology of Freemasons and Freemasonry. Just in the story. Just in the story okay. of that happening. So that's one of the possibilities is that it's it's almost like, a, not like an inside joke, but it's like a story told by Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I get that. I totally can understand that because the whole thing with the Masons, with the heavy stone, with the, with the ring in there, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of weird stuff that ties in with Freemasonry. And we're going to have to do an episode on Freemasons yeah, at should. some point because that's like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So that's one possibility is that it's just a story that was put out by Freemasons, like an allegory. Mm. And another possibility is that it just never happened. Right. The article goes on to say, the story looks pretty solid. The vault is there. The death records are there. The only thing that's missing is any evidence that anyone was placed in the vault ever.
1: <laughs> so where
0: does the story come from? There was a paragraph or two outlining the same events I've just given in Captain James Alexander's 1833 book called Transatlantic Sketches. Not Transatlantic History Ramblings <laughs> with Lauren Bryan, Brian, but Transatlantic Sketches. But in the book, he gave no source. It wasn't until 1907 that a very thorough researcher by the name of Andrew Lang gave a talk that was published in Folklore, a quarterly review on myth, tradition, institution, and custom. Lang, and his correspondence uncovered not only Alexander's book, but also accounts from the day, such as burial records in the Book of Christ Church that confirmed the deaths but also original accounts of the disrupted coffins, such as those said to have been given by the governor himself in his sixteen in his eighteen sixty eight memoirs and letters of Lord Cambre. Unfortunately, there does not seem to be any surviving copies of this book, and Lang was unable to find any copies of this book. Lang also uncovered several secondhand tellings of this tale, all which trace back to a man identified as the rector of the Christchurch parish church. From an October 13, 2012 article on the website Skepticophilia.com, it says, quote, Now, of course, the first question for a skeptic is, what is the quality of the evidence? The fact is, not very high. The originator of this tale seems to be the Reverend Thomas Orderson, rector of the Christ Church, who claimed to have been there at the various openings of the vault. The problem is, the sources at the time, based on Orderson's recollections, all vary in their details. The one I presented above is the one that has appeared in most recent publications, but in the earliest versions, such as the one appearing in James Edward Alexander's transatlantic sketches in 1833 and other recountings of the story that were published in 1844 and in 1860, the details disagree with each other considerably. Hmm. So it's changing all the time here. Add that to the fact that folklorist Andrew Lang went to Barbados and combed through the, regist- the registers of Christchurch Parish for anything that could substantiate any of the information found in the story. He found absolutely nothing. Not even the newspapers at the time, which certainly would have published such a sensational story, had a hint of the wild goings on in the Chase vault. Hmm. Much has been said about the possible causes of the, quote, restless coffins. Seepage of water into the vaults, earthquakes, and even more outlandish answers of vengeful ghosts, voodoo, or evil curses. But in order even to have a need for an explanation, we have to establish first that there is something to explain. And in the case of the moving Barbados coffins, it seems likely that the whole thing was spun from whole cloth, probably by Reverend Orderson himself. So there you go.
1: Okay, that's the most likely that's scenario. That's the most likely scenario yeah. is
0: that, and it sucks because this has been one that has been in my head since I was a kid. That's And funny. it sounds like it really it's kind a total of... total hoax. But you never know. I mean, maybe it did happen. Maybe but the there's fact, a seed of truth
1: in there the somewhere. But the fact that
0: none of the newspapers yeah, that is there odd. had stories about these moving coffins.
1: Yeah, that would have totally been something they would have reported Oh, yeah, because
0: too. it would have sold, like the paper would have been like yeah. nuts. And Very there's sensational. nothing in those papers from that time about the moving coffins. Mm. So there you go. Wah, wah. <laughs> that is a wah wah. <laughs> a story that I believed and was fascinated by my whole life appears to be nothing but bunk. Hmm. Bummer. That is a bummer. But that is the Chase Family hmm. Vault. It's a super interesting story. It is. Like I love the idea that they go in and these coffins are mm-hmm. always moved, and the one that should be moved mysteriously isn't. Yeah. But yeah.
1: The no. only explanation that makes sense is that it never. The really only happens. explanation that makes sense
0: is that it never happened, and if Dang. it did. Water flooding into the vault is the most likely even though there are some things with that that make no sense. It's flawed but It's flawed but if it is happening I hate to say it but I think there's nothing paranormal about that. No. No. Agreed. So there you go. Hmm. Chase family vault. Interesting nonetheless. Interesting nonetheless but you know I hate to be the the debunker but in this case
1: Hate to poo poo on it.
0: I think I have to poo poo hard on this one. Yeah. Agreed. So there you go. I'm with you. There you go. I knew we had to tackle it at some point, and I kind of didn't want to because I knew it was going to be a wah-wah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we need a, we need a sad trombone sound <laughs> for when we do these ones that we just <laughs> yeah we just kind of debunk. Well, so funny. there you go. Um, now what? I what time are we at?
1: To, um, an hour and thirty three minutes, so we're in good shape. I need to um, Google my song because I don't know what it's called.
0: Do you want me to go first with my song?
1: Yeah. I think i know the name as of as i'm band, chewing my least. cough
0: drop um for this one i kind of forgot about it until the other day and finally i just texted krista and i'm like let's just do a song that's stuck in your head mm-hmm. because this song has been stuck in my head and i love this song and i've talked about this on here countless times in the past but if I had to pick my all time favorite video game, it would probably be Life is Strange. The very first Life is Strange game and its prequel called Life is Strange Before the Storm. Okay. You remember me talking I've about I've never played
1: this game. Is it oh, a PlayStation three? Yeah. Okay. You can or... play it on your
0: phone. You could it's a phone you can go on your phone.
1: Oh.
0: It's basically like one of those games where there's no like gaming in it. Like you're you're walking in the game in the main game you're you're a teenage girl named um, Max. Okay. And and you're like walking her around kind of like in a Silent Hill game, but you're talking to people and there's a mystery about where this girl went that disappeared. She comes back to town after being gone from town since she was a kid and, okay. and mm, lost touch with her best Hill-y. friend from yeah. town. Okay. And there's no zombies. I mean, it's it's a town. There's You're in a high school. You walk down the high school hallway and you're talking to people. But this game is flat out amazing. If I could live in a video game, it would be in this game because the game is huh. just beautiful.
1: So and, I'm sorry, did you say you could get it for PlayStation yeah, 3? Yes. So I could find that. Okay. And this
0: is one of the best games ever. Uh, okay. Life is Strange 2. Okay. Not so good. Okay. But just within the last month, Life Life is Strange 3 came out and I'm hearing that it is amazingly good.
1: So is that like PlayStation 5 though?
0: No, PlayStation 4. Oh. Uh, But this one, it, it's, like I said, it's not a game game. It's more like you're playing a character. It's more like a story driven game. Okay. But basically in the first Which game. Which is what
1: I prefer. That's the, like The Last of Us yeah, is the same in thing. In the first
0: game, Max, the teenage girl you're playing, has a power where she can rewind time to change something that happens. Ooh, that's
1: kind of cool. And
0: like I said in the, earlier, in the in earlier episodes, the end of the game, you have to make a devastating choice. Because during the course of the game, you have to choose what you do in certain situations.
1: Oh, interesting. And
0: I've said this in the past on here, that there is a scene where you're at a school, you know, because you're, you're a high school student. Okay. And there's a girl that you come to really, really like, and she's up on the roof. She's going to kill herself jumping off the roof, and you're up there. Okay. And depending on how you, what you say, she either moves closer to the ledge or goes away from the ledge. And that is one of the most heart-pounding moments I've ever had in a video game is trying to talk her back from killing herself. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But it's a beautiful game, but they, these games are known for being like heart-wrenching, like, you know... You get done with the game, and you just want to die. Yeah, yes, you get so. And my song is from the prequel to the first game called Before the Storm, and it's from a scene in the game where uh, the you're the main character. You're in this in the prequel. You're the main. You're the character Chloe, and she's like kind of a co-main character in the first game. Okay, but Chloe and her BFF slash girlfriend Rachel hop on a hop a train. And they're sitting in a train car, and she asks if she wants to listen to music with her, and she gives her like one half of her earbuds, and they listen to a song together with... And people said that a lot of times in these games, they'll do this where they have this scene where they play a song, and you can choose when to end it. But a lot of people said they just let the scene go on and on and on because they love the scene, and they love this song. So this song is from that scene, and it's just been stuck in my head the last couple weeks. I just love this song. Never heard of this band before. But it is from the band Lanterns on the Lake, and the song is called "Through the Cellar Door." Okay, and I can post the actual little clip where they're sitting in the train car like and the they're listening the to this song. And I love, love, love this song. It's been constantly in my head at school. I've been singing it. Some students hear me singing to myself. But like I said, life is strange. The video game, just amazing, hmm. but heart wrenching, and it'll stay with you for like ever. But it is a song. Through the cellar door by the band Lanterns on the Lake.
1: Okay. Yep. I don't have quite the backstory for mine. <laughs> okay. I yes. actually couldn't find the song I have been thinking of, so I picked another one. Um my do you remember the song Somebody That I Used to Know? It was um Yeah. That dude.
0: Goatsey or whatever his name was. Yeah. Right? Like I love that song.
1: Yeah, it's a great song. The woman who sings with him is named her. It's yes, and I have
0: a crush on her. Oh, do you?
1: She's really pretty. Yeah,
0: there's like there's one video. Did you ever see like the 1980s remix of somebody I used to know? No, it is so good. Okay, like somebody made it. it it, it, They it's called like 1988 version of the song. Okay, I'll play it for you after we're done with recording this. But it is so good that I actually like that better than
1: the the original. Yeah. Well, I I liked her from that yep. song. I thought it was really cool. Yep. So I I remember when that song came out. I looked her up and I found this song and video of hers um, that I just love. I have I have the whole album downloaded. Probably listen
0: to this because I went down her rabbit hole the for rabbit a while. Hole? because oh I, you
1: went down her rabbit hole. Choice. Sure, sure, I have students <laughs> listening to this. Oh, I I really
0: <laughs> like her and it's the part in the song where she like like yell like yells, hmm. but. I was like, oof, I like this girl. She has
1: a really cool voice. But
0: there's a video, like, I think it's a live version where she's wearing this dress and stuff. And she's just so freaking pretty And yeah, that. I just gorgeous. adore her. So I went down her rabbit hole and I probably listened to this song.
1: Well, the song is called Settle Down. Yes, I've listened to this song. It's really one. good. Yeah. It's like, she's basically talking about how she wants to, like, build a life with this guy. Yeah. But it's really cool. The instrumentation is really cool. It's kind of bassy. It's got a cool, yeah. it's her vocals are really interesting, like... She's definitely quirky when it comes to like her style of singing. Oh yeah, and she's very quirky. It's almost like, um, I mean, she has like a jazz quality to the way yeah. that she sings. That's probably not like mainstream. Yeah. So she never really went mainstream, but I, I really think her music is interesting. And it's so. neat, cause
0: in that live video, she's doing these things with her hands yeah. when she's singing, and yeah, she's just totally. like so. She's very eccentric. Yes. But I really like her for some but reason. So I just do.
1: Yeah. So it's Kimbra. Yep. And the cool. song is "Settle Down." Cool. And that will get stuck in your head for sure. Yeah.
0: That's awesome because I did go down the Kimbra rabbit hole well, because I, I was really impressed with it.
1: Stumbled upon her again recently, so I have been listening to her lately. That's yeah. why I used it. So, cool. So we will post uh, those
0: in the group. Yeah, let's just do some Oh, we got a uh, listener question.
1: Oh yeah. I'll look up a well, I do a joke while you look up a question. That's stupid. Why are pickles worried about lending money? Why? They're tired of people putting the bite on them. Oh, that's that's so stupid. stupid. How do you say Pickle in French. Pickle in French. (laughs) Who wrote these jokes? I guess you can only make so many jokes about pickles.
0: I don't even remember if we did. Did we do what's your favorite flavor cake? I think we did. Yes, we did. Do you believe in reincarnation? And if so, who do you think you were in a past life? Did we do that?
1: I feel like we've had that question before. Do you believe that you... Hmm. I don't know. Well, now I feel bad. Do we answer it or not?
0: Let's just do these two. Okay. We'll go back to those maybe when we run out of questions yeah. just in case we didn't answer them and maybe our answers It just sounds
1: familiar. We'll do these two. Okay.
0: This one is difficult. Oh, great. I know what movie I would most want to be, but this is what movie would you least want to be a secondary character in?
1: A secondary character? Hmm. <sighs> Probably like...
0: I know what mine's going to be.
1: It'd be like Texas Chainsaw yeah, Man, you know be like what I scream mean? Scream or something like yeah, that. Because you know you're, you're sec- dying yeah, if you're a secondary main character. <laughs> Although in those movies, pretty much everyone dies. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you're a secondary character, you're definitely going down and yeah, it's going to happen earlier. I went on. with
0: Scream because in the Scream I movies, don't want to if- be
1: the chick running around in my underwear because you know she's going first. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Or the one having sex because you know yeah, she's going definitely first. Definitely dying first. Did you ever see the uh, the rise of Leslie Vernon?
1: Mm-mm. Oh.
0: Okay. Okay. It's a really good movie. Okay. Like, it's 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 an older one, but it's basically that. Um, this guy is a serial killer, like a Jason kind of thing, mm-hmm. and this girl reporter is going with him to record him doing what he does,
1: killing people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's going with him. Interesting.
0: And he's setting up this scene for her where how he's going to kill all these people. But the movie is like funny. Like he's complaining about. He's like, you have no idea. The how hours much... are bad. Yeah, you don't have no idea how much cardio you need for this because the girl is running then all of a sudden you appear in front of her and he's like
1: oh that is kind of but funny. It, he's like
0: setting up how he's going to kill all these kids in this house on the mm. during this halloween party okay and there's this girl that you think that is going to be like the final girl because mm-hmm. she's like the wholesome girl and then sure. during it the girl the reporter realizes the girl is actually like a huge slut. Okay, so and that, she's going it, down so first. So the reporter you realize is supposed to be the, she's final, the final girl. girl. Oh. So, but that's like the like they talk about that dinner. Like like if you're smoking pot and having sex, you're you're going you're first down. on my list. Yes, you know. But it's it's like a really good movie actually. Um, so yeah, I went with Scream just because if you're a secondary character in one of those movies, you're toast. Yeah, not necessarily.
1: It's a good chance, though. Yeah,
0: but it's a good chance you're toast. I'm
1: going with any horror movie.
0: <laughs> the movie that I can think of that I would most like to be a secondary character in would be Dazed and Confused. just Or I, Almost Famous. Or Almost Famous yeah. because I love those eras.
1: Yes, totally. And the music and the atmosphere and all of it.
0: And the second question, what is the nerdiest thing you've ever done?
1: This podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you think this is nerdy? Totally. You think doing a podcast is nerdy? About
1: the paranormal.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess I never think of I don't know. In my experience, people to are us, always like super fascinated when they yeah, like yeah, people yeah. aren't like you're a dork. People I, are like, This is cool.
1: Yeah, everybody does think it's cool, but they also kind of look at you funny. I don't know. I don't know. I just never thought we, of this as being sit nerdy. We in the dark and talk to things that aren't But I think that's there. cool.
0: I think in, I think, so do I, I, I think, but
1: we're, we're I us. think 30
0: years ago, that would have been nerdy. But with Ghost Hunters and all mm-hmm. the Zach Bagans and stuff, I feel like now it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So I never thought of this as nerdy.
1: I do, but... I'm cool with it. Okay. Like, I know I'm cool with Oh, I'm nerdy. cool with
0: my nerdiness. I completely embrace my nerdiness. I'm also really brilliant
1: to birds. Like, I call myself a bird nerd. I now have a bird feeder that's <laughs> bird attached nerd. to our window so that I can watch them at my window, like yeah. feeding and looking in my window.
0: I'm into literature. How I guess nerdy is nerdy. that? Well, that's nerdy. I'm into literature,
1: true. Yeah. My
0: nerdiest things. I think we're that, just nerds. My first things that popped into my head, my nerdiest things, I went to three Star Trek conventions in my life. That's pretty nerdy. That is pretty nerdy. Yeah. I wasn't dressed as a, a Starfleet member or a Klingon, but I just went to them and it was cool. Yeah. You know, I think it would be cool. So that was probably my nerdiest thing was three Star Trek. The thing is,
1: I think I think nerdy is also weird, and I think weird is so oh, good. Yeah, weird is okay. Like I feel like people who are normal, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, those are the <laughs> serial killers. I mean? yeah. Those are the serial, are the serial killers. killers. Quirky, nerdy, and weird are awesome qualities to have, and so these things don't seem weird or nerdy to us because they're normal for us.
0: Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> that was those were good questions.
1: So I'm a bird nerd and I have a paranormal podcast. <laughs> I'm a Star Trek nerd. Live long and prosper and all that. Cool.
0: Good questions.
1: Yeah. What time are we at? Uh hour forty five.
0: Let's wrap this up.
1: Wrap it up.
0: And now we gotta do our side sessions.
1: Yeah. Which... I asked Jim to. I texted him to make coffee, but he hasn't responded. I fi- have a feeling there will be no coffee waiting for me, <sighs> so I'm gonna have to make it. Rude. WTF.
0: Um. Well, I feel like I was gonna bring something up at the end of this episode. Is there?
1: I can't think. I of I can't think
0: of nothing either. The deets. The deets. Oh, I don't. I just shut it. Um. <laughs> shoot.
1: <laughs> well, you can get the address off of there.
0: Oh, it's still I can open it. Okay. You can email us at strange sessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange sort Session of. without the without the <laughs> S.
1: Don't go there for any information. It hasn't been updated in no. months.
0: Krista does a really good job on Instagram, though. Right. The Strange Sessions. <laughs> and you can send us postcards and snail mail to the Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434. Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. I went there yesterday to see if anything was there, and I opened it up, and I was all excited, but it turned out it was just a festival ad for groceries. (laughs) Nice. So bummer there. That was another wah-wah. And you can call our lonely little phone line at 920-443-9602 if you want to tell us a story, if you just want to talk, if you want to get something off your chest. Yeah. It's like those old... Those are the whole numbers from the 90s, like when you used to remember on TV, you used to have the, the confession line.
1: Oh, sure. Eight, you seven, could also six call numbers. and talk to celebrities. Yeah, you could call and talk to... I remember my best friend and I called the Corey line. It was Ooh, like Cory Feldman talk to the and Corey did... No, we just got a big bill. Oh, I think to... it was a recording, if I recall correctly, and my parents were pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, we wanted to talk to the
0: Corys. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even get to talk to the no, Corys. No, it was Rude. bunk. You can talk to my brother, Corey, when he's here. <laughs>
1: Sweet. Just you probably as... won't even charge me for you it. You won't charge you for it. It'll be free. <laughs>
0: so I think that's it for this episode. Um, I just don't know what the next episode is going to be. I got to talk to... We're going to have... So is Corey it's, coming on the next episode? that's next. Corey's coming on. I think November sixth or seventh.
1: Because you so. gave me like the outline for. Yeah. We probably don't need to announce it though, right?
0: No, but we could say Corey's coming on because yeah. Corey is coming on in the near future. Corey's in November. Yes, Corey is a very requested.
1: He guest is. co-host
0: he does such a bang-up job he does we're trying to figure out what we're going to do for that episode because we just did a mini mystery but we might do another mini mystery or we might do a missing 411 spotlight i
1: just need a heads up so that i have time to we'll let
0: you know that morning
1: okay okay right <laughs> i'll just grab a book off the shelf and, and read just start reading that. it yeah i so, do have like a lot of um like sightings or ghosts or whatever
0: we still have a uh, coleman's book you're missing four i have a ton but. of those books yeah
1: he was he in Talk, and it was so cool several. that he was
0: in Talk. but I couldn't meet him because I was working that day. So I think that is it for this episode. We will be back in coo 2 coo weeks coo. unless you're one of our paying coffee members in which case we will be back next weekend mm-hmm. with an episode that I love but that I kept getting. Yeah, he cried a lot. A I cry kept baby. crying <laughs> in this stupid episode. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know if it's just because I'm overwhelmed with stuff going on right Could now be. or because I'm a big softy and it's like it's a both. really interesting love story mm-hmm. and I just really really love this one. So the next the next um side sessions episode i love but be warned i get a Kurt little gets a little, a, I get a little choked up a couple times so i think that is it so from krista and i in the strange cellar until next time i totally forgot the name yeah of the like place. you sound really I, certain i about was gonna that. say old school media studio and i'm like oh but it's a strange I cellar it it is, yeah you did so it's been in my head so from krista and i in the strange cellar until next time stay, stay strange, strange.